1: Radio. Hello, all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Dr. Low Radio. You know me. I'm Dr. Lauren Noel. I am your host. And today we are doing a, a special time for the show. Normally my shows are at night, but I'm headed to Europe tonight and I wanted to record something before I took off. So we're doing a special show. Got a good friend on the show today, Aaron McMurrow, and we're talking all about the soil. And how does this relate to your health? Well, there's actually a huge connection, and we'll be diving into that in just a little bit. But before that, just want to give you a couple of announcements. Number one, if you are in the San Diego area, I'd love to see you. We have an event coming up on May 27th called Wine, Women, and Hormones. And it's pretty much just that, Wine, Women, and Hormones. We're going to be doing a lecture. I'm going to talk all about how to balance out your hormones naturally. I'll go into bioidentical hormone replacement therapy the right way to do it and come join us we'll be having a good time it'll be a brief lecture and also obviously some wine so it'll be a fun event as well it's going to be on may 27th at the curious fork it's in solana beach so north county san diego and to learn more about that and details of all that go ahead and sign up for the email list at shinenaturalmedicine.com and we will keep you in the loop for that and also other events in the area and If you guys were at the Longevity Conference over the weekend, it was a crazy fun time. Um, My clinic, Shine Natural Medicine, we had some of our doctors there doing some IVs and doing some shots, and it was so much fun. We got to see Dave Asprey, we got to see David Wolf, and um, just a blast. It was a crazy fun time, so hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And I was also at Paleo FX uh, this last Thursday. I gave a lecture on how to add some superfoods to your paleo diet and the top seven superfoods that I recommend for my patients. So check that out. If you missed it, you can go over to PaleoFX.com and go ahead and get a hold of that lecture. And what else? I think that's the main... This was the main announcement. So on to tonight's show, we have the amazing Erin McMurrow on. She has a PhD from the University of Southern California in urban planning and sustainable cities. She found her way to the soil through her interest in urban gardening. For the last year, she's been working on her book about reversing climate change by healing the soil. She believes the only way to save ourselves and the planet is to heal ourselves and the planet. She's also a healer. She practices craniosacral therapy and also yoga, and she's just an amazing all-around woman. Erin, so excited to have you on the show. Welcome to Dr. Low Radio. Thank you.
2: So good to talk to you, Lauren.
1: Yeah, so good to have you on. Long time no see, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for you guys listening, Erin and I are involved in an awesome uh, leadership program, so we get to spend a lot of time together, and it's just been a lot of fun, and been listening to a lot of what she's been creating in this whole realm of soil and climate change, and it's been fascinating. And Erin has uh, created an an Indiegogo campaign to raise money to support this project. Erin, can you tell us a little bit about the project that, that you've created?
2: Definitely. Um, so I've been working on this book for a year now. It's really a soul-driven passion project. It came to me actually when I was on my way to Bali to, to do my yoga teacher training and, uh, and my craniosacral therapy training. And it just kind of shot through me like a, something from the universe. So i had been working on this issue for a while, setting up a nonprofit with some friends that were volunteering around the issue and uh, as I went to Bali, it just sort of, it wouldn't let me go. And it, it came clear that I would be, that, like, it was my calling to write this book, um, given my background in research and academia. Um, and so basically the story is pretty simple. It's that uh, the soil is alive, um, and a lot of people don't know that. It means that there's there's all kinds of life in the soil. It's microscopic life. And um, and once we start to understand that, it's a really simple concept. But when we start to sort of, like, go down this rabbit hole of uh, life in the soil um, and just microscopic life in general you start to think about microscopic life in the oceans and the microscopic life in our bodies so we have like uh, we're 10 to 1 microbial cells as we are to um, to human cells and so there's this crazy like philosophical part of it where it's like whoa we're actually in some way more microbe than we are human and um, as I started digging further in this I started to to learn this story about how you know everything is connected this way, and all of life is essentially connected just at these different scales um and so the the weirdest conclusion that like the soil would have anything to do with climate change came through it, and the way that that works is basically that um this life in the soil uh we've been we've been killing it because we haven't been aware of it, and we've been killing it by the way we've been doing agriculture for pretty much all the time, and very much accelerated by the way we've been doing industrial agriculture. Um, the way we kill the soil, the pesticides and chemicals that we've been using, um, exposing the soil, just not using compost, um, not regenerating the soil, not understanding some of the really basic life forms like mycorrhizal fungi, which is, um, you know, like 85% of the plants in the in the planet rely on this Um, fungus network to help pull nutrients from the soil and um, water and everything else. we've been killing this really critical creature. Um, And in that, we've also, we've basically been killing all this organic matter. And what that does is release huge amounts of carbon into the atmosphere. Um, And obviously, we've been thinking about fossil fuels and burning fossil fuels and how that you know go, that that carbon is going up into the atmosphere which is true um but we have not been thinking about all of this uh killing of this microscopic life and this huge release which um nobody knows for sure how much carbon has gone into the into the atmosphere this way but it could be as as much as all the cars on the road for all of time um which is just really mind-boggling when it and it all starts to come together um and it's like oh my goodness uh the, you know this is crazy but also there's a there's a A happy part to this story, which is that um, while we can't put fossil fuels back into the ground, what we can do is we can repopulate this life in the soil, Um, and it's actually it's not that complicated. It's not that far away from us, especially in comparison to. The kinds of efforts and the kinds of money, or the, the amount of money that we're pouring into trying to sequester carbon through technology. I mean, we've poured like seven billion dollars already into just trying to invent a technology that pulls carbon back into, you know, to put it underground. And it's sort of it's ridiculous because plants actually do this naturally. Um, we just need to understand the relationship between plants, this life in the soil, the relationship between carbon and uh, and how it it actually moves through. The carbon cycle through the atmosphere, the soil, and the oceans, and it's not just about how we're burning fossil fuels and it goes up, and there's nothing we can do about it. Um, so that's, I mean, it's, I know there's a lot to it. It's a really, it's a crazy story, but um, I've been pulled down into the rabbit hole, and um, it is, it's a story of hope because it's a story of interconnection, and it's a story of um, the relationship between our bodies and the food we eat, uh, the food. Um, the soil that the food grows in, and then our, our very atmosphere, the entire um set of problems that we 've created in our world through about nutrition about water, about global warming, are actually all connected by this this very same story um, so what we really need to do is just look inside of ourselves and like look beneath our feet and understand that uh life is more than just us and and that um all of life on the planet is is, is very much connected, is very much real. And all we have to do is figure out how to honor that life and reheal that cycle and can actually reverse some of, you know, the biggest problems that we've created over time.
1: Yeah. And I think a big part of this is waking up to seeing what is actually happening first and foremost, because then we can actually see what the problem is to then be able to address it. So let's let's reverse it and kind of go back to like a third grade level of when we learned about, you know, (laughs) the whole process of of carbon cycling and all of that, because this is your expertise. This is not something I, I focus on at work at all. I mean, I'm I'm talking about Mm -hmm. definitely the bacteria within our bodies, but seeing how that is related in the soil and how it goes back to carbon. So can you explain a little bit of maybe like a third grade level? What is the carbon cycle and how does this all kind of, how does this all connect?
2: (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Um, So, so the carbon cycle—it's funny, you know. I'm actually not—I I didn't get my PhD in soil science or biology or carbon cycles or anything. I, I studied urban planning and sustainable cities. So my expertise um, and what I bring to the table is really seeing this whole system. Um, so when I when I started learning about the carbon cycle, I actually have been learning it at a very basic level too, which I think is helpful because I think about awesome. it in in fairly basic terms. And what I've come to understand is that. Um, the The basics of the carbon cycle um first is that the carbon cycle is is finite it's a it 's a cycle so it 's like the water cycle where you know evaporation condensation there's always the same amount of water it just moves around in the cycle changing forms um, and so essentially, in the most simple terms that 's how the carbon cycle works and um, the other thing to understand is that there are three main parts that the The ocean is by far the biggest, what they call a carbon sink. So most of the carbon in the entire cycle by far stays in the ocean, like lives in the ocean. Um, And uh, the soil that we never think about is actually by far the second largest part of this cycle. Um, So lots uh, lots of carbon is stored in the soil, in the earth. So you think of like the ocean and the earth as being the main parts of what the earth are made up of. And then there's the atmosphere sort of surrounding the earth. And that's that's the last piece, and it's um, it's a much smaller piece. Um, and so, you know, we've, we're focusing so much, I think, conceptually on the atmosphere as like the carbon in the atmosphere, but if we back it up and like back the scale up and we kind of see these three pieces as like ocean, uh, soil, and atmosphere, we can see that, you know, the most important thing to do is figure out where the cycle is broken, you know, and figure out what, what that's about and then see if there's anything we can do about it. So um, in terms of that, that's the basics. Now, in terms of the plants and the soil, um, the way that the carbon moves, in, in, in the most basic terms that I can come up with, um, moves into the soil and out of the soil are that the plants pull carbon in from the atmosphere. And we think of, like, forests, for example, you know, breathing in the carbon dioxide and breathing out the oxygen. Um, what we don't think about, like, the the, the plant's Definitely store some of this carbon in their like bodies and their stems, you know, and their in their um, bark and everything. But actually, a lot of the carbon moves all the way down through their roots, and then um, the roots are attached to this thing called mycorrhizal fungi, which is that crazy little fungus that I was talking about um, that attaches to 85% of the plant roots in the in the in the world. Um, that actually, this fungus is doing this funny thing where it's na- it's negotiating between the soil and the plant, and giving it what it needs, and the plant is taking what it needs from the atmosphere. So it pulls this carbon in, sends it into this network of microbial life that needs the carbon for whatever reasons it needs them, and then um, the plant needs nutrition, nutrients, minerals, and water. And so this fungus helps the, the plant pull those things up from the soil. And so there's this exchange, like carbon in, nutrients, and water up. Um and so when obviously when we kill that that thing that's doing this really basic, very profound, very important service, um, we mess up the entire cycle. The plant cannot pull the carbon down the way it needs to. And even if it pulls some in, it doesn't have that extra root network to pull it all the way into the place where it would store it, um, deep below deep below the surface of the of the topsoil. And um and, and that's how things are supposed to work. So hopefully that makes sense. That's kind of my yeah. elementary version of yeah, how that how that happens.
1: You just explained that so clearly. I wish I knew that in elementary school when we were studying all this stuff. It's <laughs> awesome. I love it. It's like the it's <laughs> like soil for dummies. I love it. So where, <laughs> does, <laughs> where does nitrogen come into this? Because I remember back when I was in naturopathic school and I was working, I was um, just kind of helping out with a friend of mine who had this beautiful garden and I was working. She called me her garden slave and I was like, please put me to work because I want to learn this stuff. So I got to get in the soil yeah. and you know, and learn about the different plants and things, and she would talk about the importance of nitrogen and fixing nitrogen. Do you, how does this relate? How is nitrogen a part of this?
2: I'm actually, I'm not. I I, I won't speak to it as an expert at all. Um, I've been trying to learn these things from my gardening experts and my soil expert um, friends as well. What I what I do understand is that um, one thing that we've been trying to do is like um, pull in nitrogen or like. Not just nitrogen, but but like import things in from if in different forms and sort of chemical forms, or you know, as inputs essentially, things that cost money, things that come from somewhere, and then we like put them in instead of letting the plant do what it naturally does. So ni- nitrogen is a natural part of the organic matter. Um, it's called humus, um, a sort of live uh, organic matter soil that's functioning properly, um, and nitrogen is part of that natural cycle. Um, and so what I what I do understand the best is that when the fungus is alive and working properly and the carbon um, is being pulled in properly, all of the other nutrients are also being pulled in properly and exchanged in this way that has been evolving for a millennia. You know, everything has its place. And the plant does all of these things itself. And so um, what one of the things we've been doing is, is killing that that, um, that basic root network and then inputting a bunch of other stuff in trying to replace um the stuff from the outside. And then of course we go through another cycle and we need to just buy more stuff and put more in to the to the um, to the soil. And that just doesn't actually make sense. Um there's a sort of a parallel to this, if you don't mind, a little tangent. Um, yeah. one thing that I learned is that actually um plants don't really need insecticides, <laughs> which is um, like when a plant is functioning properly, when a you know a plant is has evolved to not get eaten by bugs and die. It doesn't make sense that we would have plants that couldn't resist, um, you know, predators. And so actually the predators are there to clean out anything that's sick or not doing well. So when you get your, I don't know, your aphids or whatever it is that's eating your plants, um, they're drawn to something that that is off. They're there to, like, clean up the system. And, you know, that goes into, like, the decay cycle and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the idea that a plant can't naturally defend itself Is just off, and so when Mm -hmm. when this when the um, mycorrhizal fungi is working properly, and all the micro life is working properly, the plant is healthy, and we don't need to spray it with stuff. And there's actually an example. I was in Italy. Um, They've been using compost properly. Compost is actually one of the best ways when things naturally decay. Um, When we put it back into the soil, that's a way of replenishing, say, the nitrogen and um, and the carbon, and getting it all working. With nature, as opposed to you know spraying something on or dumping something in, um, and so when compost is used uh, responsibly and used well in a, in a healthy way with the cycle, um, the plant actually gets everything it needs and does not need uh, does not need insecticides. And so in Italy, this this guy who's a, a chef and a, a gardener, um, I was like, why are your plants perfect? Like why why is nothing eating these plants? And, uh, he was like, what? I don't understand. And I was like, don't, what do you spray on it? Like what's going on? And he was like, um, he was like, no, I wish I could do an Italian accent. terrible. But he was like, no, like we use compost. And I was like, Oh, I mean, it hit me. Like I, I had been studying compost. I had been learning, you know, I've been doing this whole soil thing, but that moment when I saw the plant healthy and without ever having, you know, known what the hell an, an herbicide was, um, and just thriving in the sun, I was like, oh my God, like that, of course, of course the cycle works, you know, as it's supposed to, of course it's designed to work that way. So hopefully wow. that answers your question in in, in basic terms.
1: Totally yeah. mind blown. Yeah.
2: And so I <laughs> see this as a macrocosm
1: of what's going on in the body is that I educate my patients about this, is that, you know, you yeah, you can take antibiotics and take antiparasitics and antifungals and all kinds of medications, but what about the terrain? What about getting to the root of what's going on within the body, that internal, you know, um, that internal balance that is, I mean, 80% of the immune system is in the gut. We talk about bacteria, mm-hmm. we're 10 times more bacteria than we are human. And it's, right. just, it's, it's amazing how there's such a, of a parallel. So beyond just the symbolism of, of the bigger picture and how it relates to the body, is there more, is, like how does soil, what does soil have to do with human health?
2: Life in the soil is still really fuzzy. Um, the research I've done, what, what I found is that scientists and doctors doing research on it are just starting to see the parallels. They always thought the two kinds of microbial life were very different. Um, to me, I'm like, what are you talking about? Of course, there of course there's some <laughs> there there must be something um, just because you know the food like we eat we ingest you know. Of course, some kind of connection. What it is specifically, I I wouldn't know. Um, but uh, what I'm finding is that the research is very very young, and that like people just were not looking at it that way. So they weren't looking at what the synthesis was, and now they're just starting to discover that there are there are uh, links between the actual you know microbial life in the soil and the actual like, types of microbial life in our guts. The other piece mm-hmm. is in terms of the the research being young, is that you know there is. We do know some of the really basic um, microbial life in our own bodies, but there's a huge amount that we have absolutely no idea, like what it's doing, what it doesn't have a name, um, it's doing all kinds of magical stuff um, because it's designed to do exactly the right thing for our health, but we don't have it categorized yet. We don't know what it is. If we're killing it, we don't even know that, you know? Um, right. Just like all the species of animals that we don't know we're losing in the rainforest, you know, it's, it's similar. And in the soil, also very similar. We know, you know, this big one, mycorrhizal fungi, like that's huge, um, but there's this whole universe, just like the life under the sea and all of these sort of like unknown frontiers where there's all of this stuff going on that works perfectly and we and we just don't know um so one of the things though that I do also a, a little side story from Europe was um i I was um blessed enough to be able to go around in wine country in Spain, and um they're doing a lot of experimentation with um going back to older like organic ways of of growing wine um great wine grapes. And the soil, of course, you know, it's the – anybody that that deals with wine knows that the the soil is a major part of the story. Um, And I think, like, people who work with wine are actually – they have the, like, closest relationship to soil and understanding exactly how all of the inputs, the sun, the wind, and everything, like, affect uh, the life of the soil and how that goes directly into the grape and how that affects very much, you know, the quality style of the wine – Uh, the life of the wine, the relationship of the wine to the body. So it's definitely on that level metaphorical too, but, um, but they, you know, they're working with it on a chemical level. Like they are, you know, looking directly at that. And so it's just, there's a whole world of things where um, it's just kind of beyond, I couldn't say exactly what all of that science is. Nobody really knows, um, but there are very profound connections between all of these things.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, we don't even, even people who this is all they study, there's just, I mean, it's, Tip of the iceberg of what we yeah. know, so it's just exactly. it's so egotistical for us to think that we we know what we're doing when we're spraying crops and we're depleting the soil because we're it's just we don't even know and and beyond just the bacteria balance is also the mineral content like you mentioned mm-hmm. and we yes. talked about this a little bit on the show we had um Mira and Jason Colton on they've they've written a few books but they just are releasing their their new book the micronutrient goal and they'll be on the show mm-hmm. and okay but. Some of their findings, some of the, just some statistics from their site is that um, nine out of ten Americans are deficient in potassium, eight out of ten mm-hmm. are deficient in vitamin E, seven out of ten are deficient yep. in calcium, and fifty percent of Americans are deficient in vitamin A, vitamin C, and magnesium. And so much of this is because of this micronutrient depletion in the soil. So yes. it's super important, not only just from a bacteria perspective, but from a micronutrient perspective.
2: Right, I mean, so the beautiful thing is those the the micronutrients and the bacteria are related because um like i said the um the microbial life doing its its incredible dance with the bacteria and the fungus doing whatever it does and all of this exchange, one of their major jobs is to pull help the plant roots pull the nutrients up into the plant, and if those things aren't working properly, those nutrients can't um can't come up, and then on top of that, if we are destroying the soil itself and like spraying things um and depleting the soil in general, not replenishing it with compost, et cetera. It just gets depleted over time, so there aren't even nutrients. Um, There's actually some really interesting... information about the, the the actual nutrition in food. So, like, it's if you look at um, USDA studies, the, the literal amount of nutrition of uh, all different kinds of um, minerals and components uh, in our, like, just a, let's say an orange, you know, in the things that we're growing in the United States has been decreasing dramatically for the last 50 years since we've been doing um, industrial agriculture as we have. So what that means is, like, an orange 50 years ago had maybe 75% more um, uh vitamin c in it and now like yeah. we're eating the same orange it looks like an orange it tastes like an orange but it doesn't have what it needs in it we're basically eating carbs instead you know and that's mm-hmm. uh, and then it, and then we wonder why our bodies are sick like of course if we're killing the thing that you know our food comes from we're killing ourselves there's, there's yeah. no other way you know yeah
1: yeah yeah it's closely connected sick soil means sick plants sick plants mean sick animals sick animals mean sick people yeah. that circle of life yeah
2: exactly and it's so simple but it's we are so disconnected you know from our bodies like in in general in the mainstream um disconnected from what we're eating of course and disconnected from what's going on in our bodies and um, so it, it is no surprise, actually, that we've created a system that doesn't make any sense at all. You know, that this stuff is not rocket science. You know, at the very least, even if we don't know all the details of how this all works, we should know not to kill it. You know, <laughs> it's that, yeah. that's not that difficult to figure out. But, you know, we're doing it anyway. And so I think um, I get, like you said, this is actually a big part of this project um, is just the wake-up call alone, like that, that alone, just having us like, stop for a second and realize uh what we're made out of and like how this all how the basics of this whole thing work, that awareness, yeah. um, who knows where that could lead. I mean, that's the awareness we need to heal ourselves and the entire planet, frankly. Yeah. So it's easy to to hear this and just say, screw it, there's nothing we can
1: do. It's <laughs> too late. But we are all about, you know, actionable things that we can start doing because just like body is amazingly resilient and has the capacity to heal i am not surprised i wouldn't be surprised if the earth doesn't have the ability to do the same so what is it that exactly. we can start to do to make a difference what can our audience do right now
2: definitely i mean um just as is a, a quick little bit of um, information there i absolutely believe that we can reverse these processes like exactly how much time it would take i don't know but i believe we could do we could turn some major things around within our lifetimes. Um, which a lot of people really don't believe in in terms of, you know, fossil fuels and all of the stuff we've been doing with that, um, that's that's actually a pretty big statement. Um and so there there is very real research about how much carbon we can pull down and it's it's also young so nobody knows exactly for sure, but we can pull huge amounts of carbon out of the atmosphere um back into the soil if we if we regenerate it, so um the places to start for a regular person just in you know in, in their house doing whatever they do um gardening is is number one, and that may not sound terribly profound, but um planting a garden if you don't have one, starting to grow your own food if you haven't um and then in that actually starting this relationship with the soil, so you can buy mycorrhizal fungi. You can go online and just Google it, and find you can find it on Amazon.com. It's not very expensive at all. It's like you know less than twenty-five dollars often. Um, sometimes you can get like a small packet for five dollars from some providers, and you can start to you know add this, um, add these nutrients and everything back to the soil and, and heal it. And then you can also start to work with um, with compost. So, like I said, it's not just about adding things into the soil. It's about you know interacting with the entire cycle so when you grow your garden and you have your clippings or whatever setting up a, a little compost you know a bin in your freezer where you can keep the keep the scraps and like compost if you have a yard for example um it's definitely possible if you don't know how to do it there are resources all over the internet it's very simple and there are organizations gar talk to any gardener they will help you learn how to compost and actually part of my project I'll be, um, as I, you know, get more funding, get more momentum, I'll be able to provide more resources like how to's for people. Um, so those are very simple things in your home. And then with composting, if you're in an apartment or you're in a place that doesn't have a municipal composting system or just your neighborhood, you can start advocating. Like if you're on your homeowners association board, or if you, um, you know, advocate to city council for anything, or if you've never done it before, you can do, you can start, um, and advocating for compost in every single home, in every city, in every apartment building. Um, we should be composting. We should not be throwing away our, our food waste. It doesn't make any sense at all. We're taking, you know, things out of the nutrient cycle and then turning them into even more greenhouse gases by putting them in the trash system. Um, so just sort of, I mean, redirecting the, the, the things that we already have and the things that we throw away. So compost is huge. Um, Gardening is huge and just having that relationship with your food. And then, of course, you know, we can't grow. Most of us can't grow every single thing we eat. So supporting farmers that take care of the soil. Um, If you're already going to the farmer's market, start to talk to the different farmers and talk to them about, their relationship with the soil. What are they doing with it? Are they composting? Do they, you know, some organic farmers don't even compost because um, the organic label means a number of things, but it doesn't require, say, compost. And so really knowing your farmers, um, and that's, that's a big step. So at the at the very least, like if, if that's way outside of your range, at the very least, buying organic, you know, and paying attention to um, pesticides and, you know, what is that all about? Like starting to educate yourself about that um, and then supporting any kind of organization that heals the soil. So um, this can even be like grasslands in Africa. There's um, a, a fellow named Alan Savory who's running around um, giving these fantastic TED Talks about how to heal soil by responsible livestock management. Um, and, you know, we can't all go to Africa, but we can donate to his foundation and help him do the research and do this great work. Um, and then finally, just uh, spreading the word. So edu- getting educated, educating yourself, um, learning this basic story and then you know looking into it more like google mycorrhizal fungi and see what that's all about and then spread the word to all your friends because it is it is one of these stories that when people start to hear about it people freak out they're like what are you talking about that's amazing because it rings so true because it is true you know um mm-hmm. so you know if nothing else getting educated and, and getting active
1: yeah. and for people listening how can how can they be involved in in what you're creating and and with your um with your campaign
2: um so i the main thing I have going right now is my indieGogo campaign so i'm I'm raising funds for for the book itself, the production of the book finishing um just finishing all of the things it's going to take to uh publish it, do a first run, get it out there um and then that will actually become the platform for you know building the website, providing more how to resources and so the the indieGogo campaign I can read it out um we I'm sure we could post it. Uh, on your on your page but it's http colon uh backslash backslash igg.me slash at at slash grounded book campaign slash x1 so it's a little bit weird i don't know if that's (laughs) all that easy but we can post it somewhere um and or you can just go onto indiegogo i'm sure and search uh, my name aaron mcmorrow and grounded book campaign and just find me in there
1: let me see. I'm going to go to Indiegogo and see if I can find you right now. Um, okay. Let's see. So Erin McMurrow. Okay. Perf- yeah. So for you guys, um, Indiegogo.com, just type in Erin McMurrow. So E-R-I-N-M-C-M-O-R-R-O-W. And it's in the writing category, and it's called Grounded, Healing Our connection to the soil. So click on that. Aaron's already raised $2,000 in just five days. So people are definitely supporting this, but as we have on this show, this is something we can definitely support. So Indiegogo.com type in Aaron McMurrow and please donate even a dollar, $2, $5. I know some of you guys out there make some good money. Donate. This is a huge, important topic. It's affecting our us. It's affecting our future generations, our children. So, you know, I really just encourage you guys I challenge you to to donate to that so thank you so much Erin thank you so much for the work you're doing you're amazing you're inspirational and um yeah we loved having this show it was amazing I love this is such a cool topic so different so thank you for being <laughs> so
2: thank you so much thank you for having me on and um thank you for supporting my work and I'm just I'm so grateful and so grateful to know you
1: yeah me too all right <laughs> two, enjoy your day we'll talk soon all right, take care. Bye, bye. All right, you guys, that's our show. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to that. Uh, very important topic. Again, I really encourage you guys to go and donate to that. I know I will be donating as well. And, um, yeah, have a wonderful week love, love the day. It's your decision to love the day that you're in. Smile, know that you're amazing. And I will check you guys. Um, I'm going to try to post a show next week from Europe, but I will do my best. (laughs) I don't know what my connection will look like. But um, yeah, talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye.